Welcome, everybody, to a very extraordinarily special Friday episode today of the Eric Andrews Lang Show. We've got Jasmine, the jazzy golfer. Uh, I'm technically in Texas. Jazzy is still in the UK? Uh, hopefully, unless, unless she's in an undisclosed uh, location. I feel like she could be in Spain. She could be. She's playing golf in Spain. She loves golf. I think the coolest thing about uh, talking to Jasmine was like hearing about kind of like, do you you ever see that? I can't remember what, it was like a cartoon movie. Do you remember what it's called? See a need, fill a need? See a need? Was this like Who Framed Roger Rabbit or is this like See a need, fill a need. It's like a cartoon. It was like a cartoon about a dad giving like inspiring advice to his son. I think it was like, um, like The Incredibles or something. Anyway. I think it's cool because Jazzy's story really encapsulates like she saw a problem and she like aimed at fixing it. And basically it was like all about like female approachability in the game of golf and like identifying that, you know, she like wanted to get into golf and didn't have a pathway. And so it's just a really cool story that she created a space for like women to have all these like non-intimidating meetups where they could just go and like exist and not be like kind of stared at. And she has the story about the driving range. That was kind of funny. Oh yeah. I I was remembering that. Um, yeah, there are a great number of conversations coming out from that week we spent at the open in the next couple of weeks. This is just kind of the first one and special episodes later in the week. So keep your eye out for that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great one. I saw a movie last night what do you watch? I saw, have you ever heard of um, Beast of the Southern Wild? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Incredible movie. Yeah. I mean, just captures a moment. If you haven't seen that, that's a wreck. You know, there's some movies out there that you just, you're confident most people haven't seen. Yeah. That you're like, okay, go watch that. And yeah. it's certain. What's your like go to recommend movie when people ask you? Whoa. Yeah. When, wait, when people say what? When a person's like, Eric, like, ah, oh, I just like, I want to watch something and I don't really know what, what to do, like what genre. Well, usually I would say like, like, how do you want to feel? And they're like dealer's choice. You know, they're, they're gambling. I would say, have you ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? Just like start them out. <laughs> yeah. And if they said like, no, I'd say just watch that and call me. <laughs> and call me right have after. Have you seen it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Not, not everyone's seen it. Um, and then I would say probably Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. If you haven't seen that, Simon hasn't. Simon hasn't seen anything. Yeah. <laughs> Simon. That's pretty funny. And then I would say Fight Club. Fight Club. Uh, Fight Club was the original inspiration for Random Cocks. <laughs> 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 Just guys lining up with drivers aiming at shins. Yeah. If this is your first night at Fight Club... I just, you have to fight. Just wanted to destroy a beautiful yeah. thing. <laughs> oh yeah, Jared Leto is so good. They play golf in that movie. When do they play golf in that movie? They're hitting they're hitting golf balls on the Paper Street uh, Soap Company, like they're on the street, and they break a window. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about how the way golf? Do you ever feel bad about the way golf is portrayed in popular media? <laughs> like I was watching Yellowstone on the plane ride to. I know. Dan Jenkins. Yeah. Golfer. Yep. And the whole golf is like the the tamed, nat, like unnatural. It's just visually the lame thing. <laughs> I deeply believe that the reason why golf has such a PR problem is because it's used as a vehicle to make someone evil and selfish very quickly in any movie, any movie ever. Yeah. Like even going back in time, did you see Sunset Boulevard? Yep. The writer, he like, he's like, mm-hmm. he goes to his agent to get money, and his agent's on the golf course, and he's like, I need some money, please. And the agent goes, What you need is a new agent, baby. 
and he's like playing golf and you're just like what an asshole yeah patrick swayze like he's a golfer and uh you know um donnie darko i mean every movie has like an evil character all you need to do is get him to play golf once and they're evil even in the office just hitting a putt evil selfish we said we were gonna do this a while ago we need to do this we gotta we gotta come in with our top five movies where golf is in them oh, okay and do like a draft like we yeah. got we got to do our like top five golf movie draft. I think I think it'll kill. Okay, cool, I'm in. Okay. Um, did you win any money this week? <laughs> I didn't win any money this week, but that's because I was in the United Kingdom and could not bet on the Fanduel sports. Dude, draft. how sad was it to be talking all about Fanduel all week no. and I couldn't make any money? But I'll tell you a story about Blaze. Blaze put twenty bucks on Cam to win, and he walked away with a G. Yeah, so I actually know the story. So Blaze, resident uh, gambler at the RGC office, he, he really is just into it. I love it. In January, he put twenty down in the uh, Fando Sportsbook um, for Cam Smith to win a single major. You could do that. Oh, that's a good bet. A special bet. It was like Cam to win any of the four, and he missed out right on the uh, players. He came in on the river. He but got he won it. the players. Yeah, he came in on the river. Turn the card. The players yeah, players is a major. Yeah. Uh, missed out on the Masters. And then uh, to come down, as you said, on the river, $20 into a cool G, just the fan duel way. Dude, Blaze, buy me a drink. This week and every week you can bet a, a nice tea, that is. This week and every week you can bet on the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. The 3M this week. It's the 3M Open in Minnesota. Minnesota. The tournament has already started, but if you head over to FanDuel Sportsbook, you can still live bet. We did this as soon as we got back into the States. Yeah. I was like, let's ride. Um, well, um, you were live betting on airline tickets. You were just like, <laughs> get me out of Edinburgh. Yeah, it was hard to. Uh, yeah, that's that's another gamble I like to make. I got a lot of other types of gambling I like to do. Uh, one of them is, uh, you know, walking around barefoot sometimes in Thailand. Um, who do you like uh, for the Masters? I'm sorry, for the... Uh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the Masters because Doug Gim is who I like yeah. at the... At the um, the 3M, just because he's kind of like coming out of nowhere. And, you know, I mean, he was, he, he played pretty well at the Masters. Uh, well, my eyes are always on Finau, though. But Doug's a good pick. T3, it's teeing off today, Friday. Um, yeah. And just, he's I don't Texan. know, keep, keep an eye. Yeah, we like our Texan boys. We're never wrong. Um, if Doug comes, you know what we should have done? Mm. We should have had Doug on the podcast. Uh, yeah, maybe, it's, maybe if Doug, if you win. Doug, I'm going to text him and be like, come on the pod. Is that cheating? And then if I get him on the pod and then he wins and I know that that happens? No, if you call it on the pod and he wins, you need to text him just this audio clip. Yeah. And the time date. And that's a great idea. And if he doesn't come on, I'm like, come Captain's on. Captain's log, timestamp, <laughs> Thursday. It's actually Friday. Anyway, if you're an RGC member and a new customer, you can bet the tour with a no sweat first bet. If you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back in free bets. Use your no sweat first bet today and pick Doug Gim to win the 3M open. Uh, I love betting on FanDuel because you got great promotions every day. It's got a safe and secure app. And you get paid fast. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code RGC to get started with your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. FanDuel Sportsbook, official betting operator of the PGA Tour, promo code RGC. All right. Let's listen to this conversation with Jazzy. It's really interesting. By the way, she has a lot of similarities to Random Golf Club, so I think you'll really enjoy kind of hearing her take on, you know, having meetups and all that cool stuff. Uh, yeah, was, I, one of the more fascinating parts was hearing her describe the first ever meetup she did. Yeah. And hearing the similarities to the first one you ever did in Sydney. Yeah, exactly. Is this, how are you doing? How's your day? Really good. Yeah. Um, 
We were up very early this morning, so 2.30 a.m. start was uh, interesting. 2.30 a.m. start for the purposes of? So we were doing a piece with the Greenkeepers. So we got up, met them in the tents or in their kind of hut, I suppose, um, and basically watched the briefing, um, you know, watched them go out, prepare, and then we kind of walked and filmed them all the way down the 18th. And it was it was incredible. Like even so much up to the the little like hole that was being made, like they had a little tiny little paintbrush out. Oh my god, it was it was incredible. The uh, so it's a it's a film about the greenkeepers kind of attention to detail. Yeah, and I think sometimes when you watch, you know, all of the great golf on television, you don't see all the work that goes into it behind the scenes, especially where the greenkeepers are concerned. Right. And there's such a large team of them doing like tireless work all the time. I feel like, you know, it was only right, especially at this iconic course for this iconic event, that we highlight that work yeah. um, and just tell a little bit more of their story. So uh, that's what we did. And um, how does that kind of like, uh, I mean, w w of all of the things that you like learned today, like what sticks out? Just the absolute attention to detail that is required to set up an event like this. Like everything was so precise, like even you know, as I said, with like painting the hole, they had tiny little paintbrush out and um, putting the flag in, you know, like they literally put it in and out like tens of times to make sure it was perfectly straight, perfectly where it needed to be. Like got the scissors out, cut all the way around the hole. Like it's incredible. Like they're clearly really proud of their work and they want to make sure it's perfect for obviously this event. Um, so seeing all of that was was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't see that anywhere else. No. I mean, you see it at a major or something like that, but like, you know. And also here, the old course itself is like such a special kind of place. Have you ever have you ever played it or have you been here or what? I've been here, um, but I've not actually played it. I would genuinely love to. I mean, even walking the course yesterday, um, just seeing like all the undulations and, you know, the balls rolling past, they don't stop. Like they right. literally just keep going and I'm not very confident with chipping. So I'm looking at the whole fairway and I'm like, right, I would just take a putter from absolutely everywhere. Yeah. So we were messaging about a little bit. You were, you were saying that, um, you know, you, you were starting something new that was kind of interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, I'm incredibly passionate about the women's game. Um, especially the kind of grassroots and amateur side of things and juniors too. So I've kind of dedicated a lot of my career to trying to elevate and tell the stories of women in golf. Um, and for quite a long time, I've been wanting to do something that was kind of tangible and something that I felt would really make a difference. So throughout the pandemic, I basically rang up about 50 different women in the golfing sphere who I, I know or respect or admire. Um, and I just said, look, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Like, are you in? And everybody said yes. So it's called the UK Women's Golf Community. And I guess it's kind of similar ethos to what you guys are doing with Random Golf Club, but a kind of centralized UK community for women. 
Um, so what we do is we arrange meetups all over the UK um, at driving ranges at the moment. And basically any women, any girls can turn up and meet other women, have fun and just hit some balls. So it's a real, it's a real social thing. Cause I think we've had such a, a growth in women's sports as a whole. And throughout the pandemic, a lot more women and girls are now playing golf, which is absolutely fab. But I think they're all in individual pockets all round. Yeah. So they don't necessarily know how to meet other women. Um, and I think sometimes we don't necessarily have a problem getting women and girls into golf. I think sometimes we have a problem keeping them in golf. Sure. And some of that reason is either how they're made to feel as a woman or girl in golf, or the fact that they don't have other peers or women to play golf with. So the UK women's golf community was kind of a, a passion project of mine and all of these other wonderful women to bring women together in kind of centralized hubs as we call them um to just meet other women have fun wax and balls right and like it doesn't matter what you wear it doesn't matter like what your ability is what your background is like all women and girls are welcome and that's the kind of environment we wanted to create um and on top of that we operate as a kind of facebook community oh, where cool. women can kind of ask other women for advice fashion stuff um, you know, I've, I've been treated this way by my golf club. How do I deal with it? Because we've got nearly 2,000 women in our community. Wow. And we only launched at the end of January. So it's wonderful to see just, you know, women meeting up for rounds in the group, getting advice, getting support. And it, it really feels like such a positive movement for women's golf in the UK that it's it's just been wonderful to, to be a part of. And like our youngest is, um, there's a young girl who's six, she goes to our Swindon meetup that's run by um, Carly, who is wonderful. I have to give her a shout out. Um, and our oldest, I would never wish to ask or guess, but if I had to put a number on it, I'd say maybe mid seventies. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're like all women, yeah. It's got a lot of um, probably like, you know, there's something to be said for communities that have generations yes. within them, you know, like, you just kind of grandchild, parent, grandparent kind of thing. Like, you know, it's kind of cool that that just kind of happens socially or organically, I imagine, it seems like. Yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. And I think at least my perception sometimes of the golf industry is that it is definitely trending in the right direction, but perhaps sometimes a little bit slow to evolve and, mm. and kind of get to that, that point of progression. But actually the reception to the women's golf community was incredible. And, you know, I think we've got about 60 golf clubs that have got in contact and said, we want to host some of these women's meetups. Yeah. I mean, we've got Celtic Manor that we're setting up at the moment. I mean, that's a pretty cool course to have, you know, as part of the women's golf community. And that'll be our first one in Wales. So we've got all of them in England, but we're kind of looking to branch out into Wales, Scotland and Ireland as well. So um, yeah, UK, UK wide. That's exciting. What like, but that's not your day job, or no, is it? it's not. What no, what's your day job? Um, so I'm a golf presenter now. Um, I used to work in finance, and it's a bit of a, a weird occurrence how it all happened. But long story short, um, I picked up golf on a family holiday in Portugal. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I've played loads of loads of sports my whole life, but never golf. I think perhaps 
partly because of the reason why some women don't get into golf, you know, the perception, etc. Um, but I was introduced to it on this family holiday and they said, you know, give it a go. I was bored of driving the buggy around. Um, and uh, I was like, well, you know, I've played hockey, can't be that difficult. Uh, turns out it is, um, it's really hard. But actually I hit one pitching wedge. It just went exactly where I wanted it to go. I think it landed, I don't know, like 10 feet next to the pin. And that was it. I was totally, totally hooked. So came back to the UK, um, realized that this is what I wanted to make my new hobby because I loved it that much. Went online, went to have a look at, you know, who was there, who I could kind of learn from and take inspiration from. There wasn't really anyone. Obviously, there's loads of pros who've got social media profiles, but you can't quite go from, you know, having basically only hit a few times to, to that. There's got to be some sort of, you know, something in between. So um, I just started documenting my journey on, on social media. And the more I immersed myself in the kind of golfing um, sphere, the more I realized how it wasn't quite set up for women. I went to golf clubs and or my local golf club at the time. I got whistled at. I got sung out. Like one of the guys said it was nice to have some fresh meat in the golf club. Blech. So it was kind of like, wow, okay, this, to me, the culture, or at least the culture that I had experienced didn't match up with how incredibly fun and challenging and also frustrating the game was. Yeah. And I started speaking out about that on social media in the hope that, you know, it could perhaps make some sort of change. Um, whilst also documenting my journey to show other women and girls that golf was a really fun sport for them. Mm. Um, and it kind of just took off from there, you know, from asked a couple of quotes in a few thought pieces and then write a few thought pieces of my own. And then before I know it, I got invited to some pro-ams and then um, I ended up presenting on the Ladies European Tour and the Men's European Tour. Uh, with no training, <laughs> um, which was quite scary, but um, it was really good fun. And then, yeah, so most of my job now they have is- training for presenting? Oh yeah, I guess really? so. Yeah, I think what so. What do you learn? I don't know, like acting and presenting skills. and um, About five years now. Oh, you're good. But now I- Now you're trained. Never to know. No, no you've tra trained now. You've trained by fire, right? Well, yeah, exactly, on the job. What have you learned? I don't know what I've learned, really. I think it's- I think like you can only be yourself. Like mm. you, you can't, you know, be a kind Everyone of- Everyone else is already taken. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's add in that that phrase. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just love getting to know people's stories. So I think asking, asking questions about people and finding out about them is, is my favorite part of the job and something that I learned kind of quite early on that actually everybody's got a story. Everyone's yeah. got a really interesting story and everybody's making their own way in life or in golf and yeah, it's it's good. That's cool. Yeah, you gotta be interested. Yeah. More than being interesting. Yeah. And now you're kind of living your dream? Yeah, I'd say so. Seems like it. I mean, I, I mean, it I, seems like you sort of found something you loved, yeah. solved a problem, and now it seems like you're living in the solution? Yeah, I mean, I only I only hesitate simply because it wasn't a choice. It, it wasn't something that I actively pursued, if you know what I mean. As you say, it kind of- No, it's a choice. It, it kind it of found me, like I think. Choice, yeah. But you made the choice whether you know it. I think you made the choice, but it was an un- At the time, you, I think when, I'm talking about my own like life here, which yeah. is like, I felt like I didn't make a choice. Sure because I did what I had to do or I did 
what I thought was the only choice. But in hindsight, there absolutely is a choice. I mean, yeah, you're right, actually, because I did have to make the choice to leave my job in finance. Yeah. No one, they didn't fire you and say, no. you have to go do this now. No, no, that's true. I and didn't make that had, choice. You still could choose another option. Yeah. You always have a choice. Yeah, okay, fair. Yeah. I did. I left the my job. The thing I'm really kicking into now is that um, you have, uh, where did those flowers come from? Oh, they were on this table. <laughs> where the fuck did those flowers come from? Um, you get to choose your mindset. Yes. No one can change that. No, that is a freedom that no one, nobody can steal that. Yeah, true. And I think there's something really quite empowering about the ability to create the content that you want to create. Mm. And that nobody, obviously, you know, there are sponsors and, and people involved that do support my journey as well, which I'm very grateful for. But outside of that, obviously, there is that freedom that I can post YouTube videos or social media videos or whatever about whatever I want to. And and that topic for me is, is kind of women's golf and, and junior golf and telling other people's stories. So I guess to answer your question, I, I yeah, absolute dream. Yeah, might as well, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. not the longest lives we get. True. What um, what's on your what's on your list of things that you want to do? I want to go to Evian. Okay. Which is next week, actually. Is it really? Yeah. Dang. Um, that's been one of the majors. It's the wow. only major women's major I've never been to. Okay. I went to um, I went to the KPMG last year in the states, which was an incredibly massive and wonderful event. Um, I've done the the women's opens um, over here, Scottish opens, although not a major is, you know, still a, a pretty big event. Um, so Evian definitely on the bucket list. Mm. Um, I think I really want to dedicate some time to the women's golf community. Um, obviously, it's a passion project for me. And we've got some incredible um, volunteers who run all of the hubs on a regular basis. And I want oh. to be able to dedicate a bit more time, grow that. Um, we get lots of demand from women in all corners of the UK, so we'd love to be able to to give them a meet up in their area. Um, it's it's a work in progress, but I think that would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, and just just growing the community in terms of numbers, being able to connect women all over the UK, I think would just and girls too. I think that would just be be incredible. Um, we're already seeing it at you know a kind of smaller scale that women are meeting up and finding friends and, and telling us all about it but actually to to really make a difference and, and connect not just tens but hundreds and thousands of women in the UK would, would be wonderful and I guess my hope would be that a byproduct of that would be that we keep more women in golf mm. um, so I think th those are my two kind of immediate things that spring to mind but I think just carrying on what I'm doing, meeting really cool people, telling more stories and um, and yeah, kind of broadcasting that to a wider audience. I'm kind of, when you were saying tens and hundreds of thousands, I was just thinking about like, what will you be saying in five years? I mean, tens of thousands. Why not go big or go home, you know? Well, it'll almost be just like, I'm almost thinking like, it'll like, it, it, it could, it just seemed like the sky's the limit, right? Like, yeah. you could, it might even be something totally different, but it'll be, it's like, 
if you stick to it, mm. it could be huge. Yeah. Um, I guess a bit like your random golf club. I mean, you've been there from the, the get-go and you've seen the kind of incredible evolution of it. Um, I think, you know, we, we look at that for inspiration as well because of what you've done and how many people you've brought together. I think it's, it's you know, looking at that, you think, do you know what, actually, as you say, like, that is absolutely possible. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that's going to get in your way is lack of persistence. Yeah. That's the only thing that stops things like that. That's exciting. I know that I know who I look up to mm-hmm. and like, um, you know, movements and ideas that have shaped kind of a lot of what Random Golf Club currently is. Mm-hmm. And um, it was an interesting feeling to meet the creators of those things in a couple examples and have them reflect and say, oh, yeah, like that is kind of like I see respect. Right. Yeah. Um, but no one's ever told me that they thought random golf club was a good idea and that they would do something. So it's cool because I think, you know, I mean, it is hard to like specifically reach out a hand to female golfers. Mm. Yeah. Not because I'm a guy, not because of that. I mean, there's a lot of women that work at random golf club, you know what I mean? Like it's not that hard. It's just like, it's almost like you have to make it so direct, like you're doing, to say women's meetup, and then it's like, it changes the dynamic. Because it's like, oh, cool, I I really do feel okay about going, and I'm not going to get whatever X, Y, Z kind of thrown at me. Yeah, you're spot on. I mean, it's really interesting because um, in the Facebook group, um, and obviously on our social medias, we we, we do um, promote the meetups. And the most common question that we get um, about the meetups is, oh, I've only just started, or I've only been playing for 18 months. Like, am I good enough to attend? And it's like, we want everyone. There's no good enough. There's no there's no bad enough. You know, it, it's, it's just turn up. And I think um, Carly, um, who, um, we, we ran the pilot in Swindon um, in November last year to get a proof of concept um, and to, you know, decide is this something that women want? Is it something that is logistically simple enough to, um, you know, build out to other locations? And uh, the first one, we only had five women um, and you know, we kind of talked about it between ourselves. How could we make it better? How could we make it bigger? What do we need to change? What do we need to do? Um, and we ran the second one, I think it was the next week. And simply through word of mouth from those other women that came and from some of the people in Carly's network and my network, um, I was actually late to the second meetup. I took the wrong entrance and ended up down some farmer's road. So I was about five minutes late. And as I was coming down the driveway, Carly rang me and she was like, oh my God, Jazz, I don't know what to do. There's so many women here. And I was like, what? Because we had five on the first one. So it turned up and there were 20 women all waiting there. And that was literally just the power of word of mouth. Like we hadn't even really put it out on our socials because um, we just wanted to kind of keep it as a, as a modest pilot to begin with. And I honestly cannot express how 
powerful and inspiring it was to be on a driving range full of women. There were so many of us that the driving range itself could only accommodate um, if we doubled up in half the range, because I think they had about 19 or 20 bays. So we doubled up in half of it. So to have like 10 bays full of like 20 women all laughing and having a great time. And there was, there was a variety of ages as well. Um, it was just like, wow, this is cool. Because apart from the LET or the LPG, uh, LPGA events that I've worked at, never have I ever seen that many women at a driving range. And that was cool. Like, I cannot express that enough. Like some of the people, or mostly men were kind of coming into the driving range and like looking to their right, cause that's where we all were, like doing a double take, like, whoa, there's loads of women here. And we were like, yeah, we're here. And it was just, it was epic. And I, I would love, I guess, an answer to your earlier question about where do you see things? I would love for it to be the norm that you go to a, a driving range and there isn't just one or two women, that it's like a total mix. Um, and that night was really powerful for us. And when was that? That was in November, um, but we have regular meetups now. We started launching them in February onwards because that was the pilot. Um, but like we have, I mean, um, I personally run the one in Salisbury and for our first meetup, we had 28 women turn up. And we hadn't planned for that at all. Like we had like something like 10 bays reserved because we thought maybe we might get between 15 and 20 and then we could accommodate everyone. And it was literally like, they just kept coming. <laughs> and we were like, whoa, where are we gonna fit everyone? But it was, it was just, oh, it was epic. It was like, okay, I think we're onto something and I think this is well needed. We did an episode of Adventures in Golf this year at uh, the London Ladies Golf Club. Yes, okay. Have you been up there? No, I haven't. You should check it out at some point. I mean, it's actually only like an hour from here, maybe even less. Um, and it's this, you know, this golf club where they were like, no. <laughs> years ago, they were like, nah, it's not a guy's club. And in the beginning, the guys were like, yeah, okay, fine. You can have your own club, but you can't vote. And then they were like, nah. We're going to vote. You're going to leave. And uh, I it, love it that. reminds me of what you're talking about, which is just like, you know, it's, it's a long story, obviously. There's a lot of details to this thing, but it's cool that, you know, kind of your, you know, a lot of people talk about things. Yes. And it just doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Mm hmm until you do something. Yeah. And uh, it's cool that you're doing something. I mean, that's like, it means a lot. And it's great too, because a lot of people walk around and they're like, oh, but like, it doesn't matter. It's like, well, um, you don't know that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, when, when you can prove that, let's let's discuss. Yeah, I, I kind of, to be really honest with you, I, I kind of felt like I wasn't doing enough. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I. I, I get some really lovely messages um, from dads or boyfriends saying, you know, my daughters or my girlfriend or sister or, you know, have got into golf because of, of you and your content, which is wonderful. Um, and, and women saying, I've seen your stuff and I really want to give it a go, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, and I love that. I absolutely love that. And I, I just thought when people say, you know, I love what you're doing for women's golf, I was like, am I doing enough though? Like, what, what am I doing? You know, I think I've really wanted to just channel 
my passion and desire to to make a difference into a project that was a joint effort between me and loads of other women um because yeah i wanted to do something kind of tangible um and and this this was the kind of yeah this was the result this is the yeah. project it's interesting right yeah, you just couldn't picture that i guess maybe i don't know um we'll have to do an event together oh yeah absolutely i've been speaking to al um, who does the Random Golf Club England about a, a kind of joint yeah. Random Golf Club women's golf community meetup because yeah. I think that would be yeah, epic. I think we actually messaged, we discussed that recently. But yeah, that's something that, uh, you know, like is important, right? To, mm. to, to like set it up where, I mean, because I mean, our, our, our group of members is like 95% male. Right. Which is, you know, it's not anything different from the golf landscape no. at large. No, which no. It's just what it is. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, our, our, our mission is not specifically female oriented. Our mission is making the people that play golf or that come to golf experience it in a more friendly way. So, yeah. you know, there's ways to, there's ways to do that together and the ways to do that in general. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But yeah, typically I do look around and I always feel kind of bad when there's like one or two women at a meetup out of 50. You know, very rarely would it be five, right? Ten percent would be strange. Yeah. Ten out of a hundred would be would be like surprising. Um, and uh, that's cool. We'll have to we'll have to borrow. We'll have to work together there because yeah, you know, I think like making that. You know that that it sometimes being welcoming and being friendly isn't even an attitude. It's kind of just like, uh, yeah, I just I just. The stereotype of the golfer is so close to beginning to change. Yeah, agreed. But it still has it very much. And, you know, maybe in 15 years, 20, maybe in 30 years, it'll it'll be different. I agree. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, I wish I didn't have to create a community of, of, you know, just for women and that actually women would have equal access, equal treatment, equal opportunity into golf, but we're just not quite there yet. Mm. Um, but, you know, in a kind of future perspective, I'd, I'd love for us all just to be golfers. Yeah. Not men, women, uh, non-binary, juniors, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter, right? We're all just golfers and we all love this game, mostly for the same reasons it's great to play really frustrating but also challenging and the social aspects incredible so i i would love to get to a point where you know it wasn't needed but obviously we're not there yet and we obviously have to bring things up to to parity yeah. i don't know how long that will take as you say who knows 15 years 20 years who knows well yeah work, exactly know. um but there we go um but it's you know it, it's it's for the now and it's you know it's obviously got a really strong purpose yeah. Um, and actually talking about your meetup that you did in London, the two women that you had that were playing yeah. are both women's golf community. Yeah. Other Jasmine, yeah. she um, helps run the Surrey meetup. Okay. And Ema, yeah. um, she has been quite heavily involved in kind of the organization and the ideas and stuff. Great. So um, we already kind of collaborated without knowing it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's interesting, right? I mean, it's really, it's a, it's a cool time when you can kind of, uh, when all the tools to create something like that are at your, are just there. They're yeah. kind of free. All you need to do is kind of learn it. It's interesting. 
still got to like chip away at things though like there's yeah. still a lot of stuff that needs to be done but yeah. but it's getting so while we are at the 150th open championship mm. we have another open championship coming up this year the aig women's open yep will you be there at Mirfield for that absolutely are you excited I'm really excited. I mean, I, I love the Women's Open. I yeah. have been at every single one since I started playing golf. And I was incredibly lucky enough to be working with the Ladies European Tour um, the year that it was then the Rico Women's British Open at Royal Lytham St. Anne's when Georgia Hall won. Yeah. And I was walking down the fairway behind her when her dad was caddying for her and she she had a kind of, I think it was two shot lead. And I watched that putt go in. Um, and you can actually see me in the in the footage that gets played back of her and her win. There's me, <laughs> there's me by the sign going, you can spot me um and it was it was yeah it was wonderful I, I love these events and i think there's something really incredibly energizing and inspiring about being at events of that magnitude where there are thousands of people there all supporting women's golf mm. um and it, it makes me feel really positive about the women's game and where it's going prize funds are increasing there's more visibility of the incredible role models we have in golf, not just the professionals, but women that work in golf, women that present in golf, influencers, et cetera, I think are really, you know, that, that increased visibility is not only well needed, but I think it is starting to make a difference. I always think that you can't be it if you can't see it, yeah. right? Um, so I think it's really important to show young girls and boys too, that there are incredible women out there in our in our sport and obviously beyond cool yeah i think i think i think uh yeah the the aig women's open at murfield will be pretty special yes right for a lot of reasons yeah quite a few reasons <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited actually i think i'm almost more excited for that than any other tournament this year yeah i like agree it's gonna be a fucking riot i agree <laughs> yeah. i agree yeah i, I mean i, I, I can't wait what day is it it's in august end of august yeah, it, um, the first week of August, yeah. First week, oh, I won't be able to go. That's too bad. I'll be sending you video That's updates like if you want. That's two days, jeez, man. It's so busy right now. Yeah. Summertime. Yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be up there, I think. I, I, I envisage it being like a really good year. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of great talent in the women's game. Yeah. And I think it will be a real test. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you played Rainbow? No. I've never even been there. Yeah. I, um, I was at the Solheim Cup okay. up at Glen Eagles. And that was just, I, I, I don't know how anything's going to beat that, to be honest. Um, right. But I have high hopes for obviously the Women's yeah. Open this year. But like to be there and to to watch that putt go in on the 18th by Suzanne Pesson was just I've never felt anything like it. Like, you know, for those people who say, oh, no one watched women's sport, no one cares. It's like, oh, everybody cared there. Yeah. Like, the, I couldn't, I, I was doing a piece on um, Solheim Cup super fans because everybody comes out in their own kind of countries, colours and all sorts of, we saw like daffodil hats from some of the women from Wales. And was, there was literally like everything out there. And we were we were doing a piece in the audience and I honestly couldn't hear myself think. Like that is how loud it was. Everyone was dancing, everyone was I singing. It. it was like, I was like, yes, this is this is golf with a difference. But 
with the absolute added benefit that everybody here is watching some of the best female golfers in the world. Yeah. And it was like, right, this is great. I look forward to that. So you asked if I was going to um, request that you write a letter to golf. Yes. Um, we don't. We, I haven't done that in a while. I wasn't planning on that. I was actually going to ask you, in closing, I was going to ask you a question. Sure. Um, that I've been asking people this week, mm -hmm. which is, um, you know, we're here at the Open, right? The old course, all the grandstands, you know, I mean, the whole, all the paraphernalia here. If you had to be an inanimate object, mm -hmm at the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews at the old course, what would you be? That is a brilliant question. My, the first thing that came into my head would be like a tee marker. Mm. Because I feel like you get to see all the drives. I mean, if we're like, you know, personifying these things. Yeah, no, I don't know why. Um, you get to see all the drives. You get to watch all the crowds. You've probably got one of the best seats in the house. Mm all of the players are going to pass by you and you don't have to worry about being stepped on by a load of people i guess um yeah you're safe in your little up on your little tea box there great view great great action i'd say yeah say one of them peter finch said the spoken bridge and then he said actually then everyone just walks all over me yeah true instead be the gorse bush right next to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool i like tea marker that's a good answer well, thanks for joining us on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah.